I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. <laughs> hey Rush Nation, we're here for another week. Week one is effectively in the books and then we've still got Monday Night Football to go. So we need to be focusing on week two. We need to be focusing on looking ahead. And now we've had a good look at 30 of the teams in the NFL. We can start to use that data, get that information that we have start to learn from it as we continue to push forward. I always say to people, week one, you learn a lot about the team that you have. There's a lot of time to fix whatever it is that needs to be fixed. Same point, if you've had a record week, don't take that for granted. That doesn't mean your team is going to go on and storm the season. It might happen, but from my vast experience, uh, it doesn't always pan out that way. So it's always about getting a little bit better every week. And that's exactly what we're going to do with this Wave Wire podcast. Let's go ahead and look at what we can do to make some teams better, to make your teams better, to start pushing it on. I had a great bit of feedback this week to start talking about some fab amounts. So I'm going to try and do that. It's very difficult to give you like an amount because every league has different amounts, but I'm going to try and give you like percentages as to what I'd be thinking from a fab uh, perspective. So let's start, let's jump into week two, uh, wave wine. Let's start with the first one off the bat and it's Jameis Winston once again. Now, Jameis Winston is, as I've mentioned, uh, was on last week's list. He's still only 26.2% owned according to ESPN and he has Carolina this week and he threw five 
touchdowns yesterday in a very impressive performance at Green Bay. Uh, I made the wrong stream choice. I went with Ryan Fitzpatrick over Jameis, and that clearly has worked out well, especially with the injury to Fitz. So clearly with Jameis, he showed a lot of talent. The yardage wasn't quite what we would have expected on that sort of performance, but do you know what? They controlled the game, and they were given the complete freedom to kind of do what they wanted, and five touchdowns speaks for itself. I don't, wouldn't, just don't get too carried away. He's not going to be 2019, Jameis. We've kind of seen that yesterday. He's going to be kept on a leash. He's going to be kept on a bit of rope, but, you know, perfect start for him. He's definitely a must-own. I would be looking to put down, you know, one QB league, because he won't be, he won't be available in a two QB league. But in a one QB league, I wouldn't, I never like to spend too much on, on quarterbacks. I think if you've got a quarterback problem, which I can't imagine you, you do, I think if you drafted, like, say, a Trevor Lawrence and no one else, I think James Winston's exactly what you need. I think I would be putting maybe 5% of my fab down max. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be willing to put anything more than that. Uh, because I think he's a good option. I think he has top 12 upside. But I do think there is some risk there that he doesn't hold on to the job for the whole season. So you want to be a bit careful. But if I'm like a Trevor Lawrence owner and that's who I drafted or you know, I'm sort of sitting there with a middling option. I, I would probably look to have James Winston added to my team this week. Other option, and this one's a very, very safe option, is, is Kirk Cousins. He's 24% owned. He has Arizona in week two, so it should be a little bit tougher. But he is who he is. We know where he is coming into the NFL. We know exactly what he can do. The, the difference is between Kirk Cousins and say someone like Winston is he is safe. He doesn't have this elite upside. He's a great bench option to have. If you had, say, Ryan Fitzpatrick as your bench option uh, and you're now a bit worried about what's going to happen long term, you know, I'd add Kirk Cousins. I'd add Kirk Cousins over uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick because whilst Ryan Fitzpatrick gives you that great upside, Kirk Cousins will just deliver you that sort of 10 to 15 QBR scores most weeks. He doesn't flop that often. He doesn't get you those top five weeks that often, but he is a pretty safe Back, and he has a lot of weapons there. So I do think he has low-end QB1 upside against Arizona this week. In a 2QB league, uh, by the way, on Cousins, I'd spend maybe 1% fab. I don't think you need to spend much to get Kirk Cousins in leagues because people kind of know what he is. But he's a useful player to have, so wouldn't be spending much more than that. If I'm in a 2QB league, Taylor Heineke obviously comes into play. He's not very well-owned. He's someone I'd be dropping a uh, a reasonable amount of fab, especially if I'm the Ryan Fitzpatrick owner. If I'm the Ryan Fitzpatrick owner and I don't have any other options, I think you're going to need to drop anywhere between five and ten percent fab on your on your on him to get him. And I think you should. Uh, at the end of the day, you need to have an option. If Fitz is going to be injured, then I think that will happen. So I think he's he's there. So I would add Heineke for sure. Don't. There's no really any other quarterbacks you need to worry about at this time. Uh, that's for sure. Now let's go into uh, running backs. So the first one off the list is a surprising one for me. Not one I thought I'd be putting in a column this year. And it's Mark Ingram. He's 11% owned. He has Cleveland in week two. And we spent the whole offseason kind of wondering, who is it going to be? Is it going to be David Johnson? Is it going to be Philip Lindsay? And it turned out to be neither. It turned out that Mark Ingram ran the show. He had an absolutely dominant performance yesterday, uh, 26 carries, 85 yards. And he's not going to get that kind of workload every single week because the Texans aren't going to be embarrassing teams like they embarrassed Urban Meyer and the Jags. But he clearly looks the league dog. He got 70% of the touches from the running backs. 
And that's a really key stat line. And that says to me that he has the trust of the team going forward and he's someone that should be owned. So I'd be looking to acquire him. I'd be happy to spend probably about 10% of my fab on Mark Ingram. I think that's a reasonable number to be spending. I think if you're spending much more than that, I think you'd be questioning what he's going to give you week in, week out. And I think he's someone who is a solid play, maybe a low-end RB2, but he's never going to give you that RB1 upside. Even with 26 carries, he still churned out 85 yards. So I think if you drop 10% of fab on him, I think fine. I think if you drop much more than that, I think you're kind of looping yourself into a bit of trouble. And if someone wants to drop 20 30% of fab, more for them, I think there are better options to to come along. Uh, speaking of which, here, here is a better option. It's Elijah Mitchell, 0.7% owned. Uh, he has Philly in week two. Now, for me, Elijah Mitchell was easily the biggest surprise of week one. Trey Sermon was a healthy scratch. Uh, and Eliza Mitchell made the bench uh, over Trey Sermon. Then Mostert went down quite early. And as a result, Mitchell carried the ball 19 times for 104 yards and a touchdown. Now, the things that have come out of this that are really, really fascinating. One, Trey Sermon not making the team I, or making the, the the match day team. I think that's really interesting. I People are going to go nuts over this and are really concerned. I think this is to send a message to Sermon. Maybe he's not worked hard enough in camp. Maybe there's some question marks. At the end of the day, he made the 53. So if there was if there was severe concerns, he wouldn't have made the 53. Yes, they drafted him uh, at, with a pick, but and they traded up to get him. That's the other thing you've got to remember. They traded up to get him. They have high expectations for him. He probably has not met those expectations. I just think, They've seen something in this guy they like. He's not delivering what they want. They sent a message. A message. So this also, with that in mind, gives me some thought about Elijah Mitchell. And it's really simple. It's I'd be wanting to buy right now. I'd be wanting to buy him, especially with most out sermon out in the cold. I think he's worth 20, 25% of your fab, but it comes with the expectation of this guy is going to be good and he's going to be good. But it's I, I'm worried that when it gets to the bye week and beyond, he could just be a guy and you could just really fade into the background. And that's my concern with Elijah Mitchell. Do not assume because he started over Trey Sermon, he is the guy there because I'm just not convinced that is the long-term play. But in the short term, if you've had these running backs go down, your Gus Edwards, your Cam Akers, um, your J.K. Dobbins, and you didn't get a Tyson Williams, you didn't get a Tony Jones Jr. and you're really struggling as to a guy to pick up, then Eliza Mitchell is well worth sort of 20% of your fab, maybe even 25% of your fab. And what he'll do is he'll, he'll triage your team. I also think as a sermon owner, I'd be slightly invested. This goes against my usual advice, but clearly you want a bit of cover in your team. And I'd want to be owning one of those backs and if it's not going to be Sermon, it's going to be Mitchell. We need to wait on what the full news is going to be most hurt, but he does always seem to get hurt. So I like buying Eliza Mitchell now. I'm not prepared to go all in on him, but I'm prepared to put a significant amount of money down. So that's something to really uh, sort of keep in mind. Other backs I'd be buying at this stage. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, he clearly looks like at this stage he could be the goal line back. That's a useful role. Wouldn't be spending tons on that. Miles Sanders is the alpha there. We know that's going to happen. So I think he's someone that's worth a couple of percent of fab. 
Larry Roundtree, he is clearly the number two there now. You know, you can forget your Josh Kellys, you can forget your Justin Jacksons. It's going to be uh, Larry Roundtree, and he looked he looked good. I mean, eight, twenty-seven yards on eight carries is not a huge return, but he had a sixteen-yard run early. He looked good during that. He is a rookie; he's just getting his feet. He's not going to get those constant touches. He's the guy behind Eckler now, and I think you can cut Kelly. I think you can cut. Justin Jackson, I think Roundtree's the guy I'd want to be owning. And Eckler, again, he, he does stints on IR. That's the case. Roundtree's a guy I want to be owning. I'm prepared to put a couple of percent of fab down, whatever you kind of feel comfortable with. I think you can get him for under 5% of fab. I'd be quite happy to buy him at that price. DJ Dallas is another one. He's pretty much completely free and unrostered. Sharpenny's gone down yet again. Um all these talks that he looks great, stronger than ever, and he goes down week one. I mean, it's just the Rashad Perry experience. And I really feel sorry for Rashad Penny. There is a player in there who just somehow physically does not stay fit. And unfortunately for the Seahawks, neither does Chris Carson. Those two guys are so injury prone. And I know that gets banded around a lot, but these guys miss time every single year. So DJ Jalice, there he is. I think... He's someone I would have because Alex Collins was inactive. I think you can get DJ Dallas for a dollar or a buck or 1%. I'd be adding him uh, if I have a deep enough bench. If I have a shallow bench, I'm not doing it. But if a deeper bench, a dynasty play even, DJ Dallas is someone I'd, I'd want to be buying uh, right now. Let's move over to the wide receivers. and Let's go to Terrence Marshall Jr., 21.1% owned. He has New Orleans in week two at home. This is a real long-term play. When I mean long-term, I don't mean dynasty long-term. I mean, I'm thinking second half of the season. I've seen things now with Justin Jeff- uh, with Terrence Marshall Jr. that I can compare him a little bit to what Justin Jefferson was last year. I mean, Terrence Marshall Jr. was PFF's top-rated wide receiver in the preseason. There's so much going on to like about what this guy can do. He's with his college coordinator. He's in a system that's going to be utilized to him, and he's getting work. You know, three for 26 doesn't sound all that impressive. He got six targets. That's all I care about at this stage. Week one in his NFL debut, he got six targets. That's a significant amount. That says to me he is going to be relevant in this offense. He's going to get plays once he's acclimatized. This isn't a guy that is going to be a play for week two, maybe even week three. This is a guy I'm thinking... I'm not saying he's going to go on the Justin Jefferson breakout, by the way. I don't think he's going to return that many yards. But I'm looking at the trajectory and I'm thinking he can do something that'll be similar to the course of Justin Jefferson. First three, four weeks, not do a lot. And then all of a sudden can explode and do and put up significant fantasy numbers. I'm not saying wide receiver one numbers all the way out, but I'm thinking he could have wide receiver one games. He could have wide receiver two games. He's someone I'm really, really intrigued and keen to get on a lot of my rosters. Uh, he's on a lot of them already because I was telling people miles before most. And I'm not trying to take a victory lap here. It's just really simple. I was telling people when he was free, go draft Javis Marshall Jr. He's absolutely free in drafts. This was way back in the summer because they play three wide receiver sets. And he is someone who's an absolute stud. And he is going to be a big factor in the NFL. I'm just convinced of this now. So the long-term play, not a short-term play. I'm looking at, I've seen enough from week one to know there's something to him and he, there's someone, he is someone I want on a lot of my rosters for the second half of this season. 
Someone I want in the short term now is Christian Kirk. 3.6% owned. He's got Minnesota in week two. And I would argue it's probably the best I've ever seen of Christian Kirk. Uh, five targets, five catches, 70 yards, two touchdowns. But he looked nimble. He looked quick. He he looked elusive. He ran really good routes. I think uh, he, he looked really, really good. And I think, for me, he's going to have some lean weeks. He, he's going to be a bit boom or bust. And I think that's true of almost anyone in Arizona who isn't DeAndre Hopkins. And I think you're going to have to live with that. But I think for a guy you can get on your roster right now, and I think you could probably get uh, Christian Kirk, I don't know, his price could go up. I'm, I'm probably not spending more than 4 or 5% of my fab on Christian Kirk because he is what he is. I think he's going to have good weeks. I think he's going to have bust weeks. I think he's he's not the most consistent guy. So I don't want to overspend, but I think if people are that low on him, I would be quite tempted to pick him up at a cheap price. So he's someone I would be investing. By the way, on Fab for Terrence Marshall Jr., I think you can probably get him for 2-3% Fab, realistically. I'd be paying 5% for him just to make sure I got him. I I really want him on a lot of my rosters. So, But Christian Kirk, yeah, I, th- I think Christian Kirk is someone you can buy in um, quite cheap. And Like I said, I, I wouldn't want to go overboard. I think he's someone that you can add and I think he'd be a, a good roster add and someone for a bit of cover, especially if you have like a Traycon Smith who's on IR or a, a T.Y. Hilton who's on IR or, or any of those sorts of guys. He's a really good roster filling because he kind of fills in the same sort of bubble as those guys. But I think he has a, a bit more upside than than them. So other guys that own in the sort of wide receiver conversation, uh, Deontay Harris, you've got Traycon Smith moved to IR. Marcus Calloway is, is kind of there, but he didn't really do as much as we we thought he would and not a big surprise if he's against Jair Alexander. I mean, I think people really undersold that matchup as to what Jair Alexander was going to take away from, from Callaway. But I do think that Harris and Jameis look pretty prominent together. He's about 5% owned Deontay Harris. So he's someone that you can probably pick up for a couple of bucks. Um, one, 2%. Again, I'm not spending loads on these guys, but, He's a guy I, I'm intrigued by. I like to see if there's there's more to him. Van Jefferson, for me, is another guy. He's only like 2.4% owned right now. And again, he he was playing... He got more targets than Deshaun Jackson. And this is when Deshaun Jackson is healthy. So that says to me, Van Jefferson is the clear three. He's the clear deep threat. He's a boom or bust guy. He's going to be the sort of guy that has those two 121 touchdown kind of games. Like he's going to have big weeks, big reception in a tier PPR league, for example. He's someone that you should own. He's clearly going to be that outside perimeter guy. In a dynasty league, you should own him. He's going to be bi week cover. He's not someone who you're going to start week to week, but he's someone that for bi week cover, could just give you a bit of a, a league winning or week winning boost. So yeah, you could probably get Van Jefferson right now. There's a bit more hype on him than I'd argue there should be. Not I'm saying uh, he's a very good player. Uh, and I really like him, Florida Gator and, and, and everything there. But you know, I think two, three percent of Fab, fine. I I'd be reluctant to spend a lot more than that because you're not going to play him most weeks. You have to understand that when you commit your fab you want to be getting guys who are going to have a certain characteristic or value to your team. Bye week cover who could go off is, is massive, but 
you're never going to go into a regular week when there's no bye week. So at this moment, we're looking at the first six weeks of the season and think, I'm going to start uh, Van Jefferson this week. It's just not going to happen. If you are, you're overthinking it. And yeah, he could he could go and have those big weeks. That that is that's why you want him. But they're not they're slightly unpredictable when they're going to be. So I would have him on a roster. I'd like him. I think he's a good player. But I think it's a very niche role that he will have. And and I would just be a bit cautious on spending too much fab for a guy who realistically is probably not going to start more than three or four fantasy games for you this season. And that's really his role. The other guy who you should be owning is Cedric Wilson. Cedric Wilson is basically free. I think he's not even 1% owned, or it might be 1% owned. Cedric Wilson is going to be the third guy. Now Gallup is down. Gallup could be out for three to five weeks. Let's call it in the middle and say four. So, and then really, if it's five weeks, they're going to hold him out to the bye week because why would you play him a week before the bye? They've got the week seven bye, six games before the bye. If he's out for five weeks, I doubt think he's going to get too much before the bye. So with that in mind, I think Wilson is going to have a role. He's going to have one of those sort of six, seven touch uh, targets a game kind of role. Wide receiver three, solid guy. You guys go out late in your lineup. He's a guy you can throw in a flex. He's a flex play. There's a value to a guy like that. It's about two. Again, I keep bounding that number, two, three percent of fab because he's short term. But it's a role that's worth having. I'd buy anything into this Dallas offense. So I don't have a problem spending a couple of fab bucks here. And if the worst comes to worst with with Gallup, as we've seen before, then you've got a player who is, although he's a wide receiver three on this team, he's going to get work. So, um, don't forget this guy in last year, week three, I think had 107 yards. So you've got the skills. So I like him as an ad as well. Let's go tight end. Jared Cook here, Mr. Safety himself, 22.6% owned. And listen, he's he's not here to be a stud, okay? You don't need to be a stud to be a worthwhile starting tight end uh, for fantasy football teams. It's why I'm not the biggest lover of the position for fantasy, although I love it in in the game itself, but he had eight targets and that was what was important to me. I needed to see where the targets were going to be with Jared Cook. I did invest in him a fair bit in drafts this season, but eight targets, five for 56, doesn't sound sexy, but he got red zone looks. He dropped one in the end zone. It was a difficult catch. That's all I need to see to know that he is going to be a solid low end tight end one, but you know, he's going to be on most waiver wires. I'd be spending again, I don't like to invest too much in the tight end position, but I think anything up to 5% of your fab, if you have an Irv Smith and haven't really got a cover guy, I think Jared Cook's going to be fine. Uh, and someone I would be investing a little bit of money in just to have that security. He's going to have touchdown upside most weeks in this high power offense. He's going to get looks. He's going to score touchdowns. I can see him getting sort of seven, eight touchdowns on the year potentially. If he's getting eight targets a game, seven targets a game, that's what I'm interested in. I'm not overly bothered about the stat lines right now. Everyone's rusty. Everyone's still getting up to speed. What are the targets? Where are they coming? He's getting good peripheral numbers. That's what matters to me right now. Another guy who absolutely dominated is Juwan Johnson. Everyone expected Troutman to be the guy at tight end in New Orleans, but I think Johnson might have usurped him. Yes, there's question marks over Troutman's health, but 
you know, team high six uh, six targets. He caught all, he caught three, scored two touchdowns. And again, it's where he's getting them. Winston loves looking at tight ends in the in the red zone. He loves targeting those guys near the goal line. He did it his entire career in Tampa. He did it with OJ Howard. He did it with Cameron Bray. You know, he this is what he loves to do when he gets down there. He loves targeting a tight end who's going to make plays. Johnson has shown that he is a guy who can make plays. So I absolutely love having him uh, available. Um, he's someone who's going to overexcite people. Don't get caught up in it. He's worth a few percent of your fab. Not worth that much more. It is the tight end position. He's going to have this sort of up and down roller coaster, but he's someone who's going to be absolutely uh, fine. I missed a wide receiver on my list. It's KJ Osborne, by the way. Uh, so he's the wide receiver three since BC Johnson is out for the season. Um, and Smith uh, Marsetti is is just looking like he's going to be the kick returner. And KJ Osborne looks uh, looks really solid. He had seven receptions for 76. He is, again, free. I think mean, 0% owned. I think mean, 0.2% owned. Hardly anyone has KJ Osborne. Uh, he's someone that's worth, uh, you know, 1% to 2% of your fab. Not much more than that. I think he's going to get some work. But, again, he's going to be the third wide receiver in what is really quite a shallow uh, offense in terms of targets where they're all going to get distributed but for games where they're trailing like yesterday where they're playing big favorites and they need to throw the ball Osborne's going to be a bit useful for a flex so if Minnesota are ahead in a lot of games Osborne's going to be irrelevant so you have to look at the matchups he's very matchup dependent but games like yesterday where they're going to lob the ball a lot especially down the stretch and they're getting desperate he's going to get the work and, and that's been seen there <laughs> Uh, other tight end, Dawson Knox is still out there. He's still knocking around. Uh, it, you know, he's he's less than fifteen percent owned, and you know he's a solid guy. At the end of the day, Ertz hasn't gone there in a trade. That's the only thing that worries me. Hollister got cut. He is the guy. He's going to get red zone looks. He's not going to get this ton of work, but he will have weekly tight end, uh, touchdown upside. That's kind of what I want of a guy. I wouldn't spend more than 1% on him. You don't think you need to. Uh, you probably get him for free even. But if you need a tight end, he's someone that you could be grabbing. And the same goes with uh, Dalton Schultz. I wouldn't be spending anything on him uh, if someone wants to commit money. But it looks like Schultz and Jarwin are potentially going to share a role and, and Schultz might get a little bit more work. I'd seen on the depth chart that Schultz was ahead and I kind of just thought it was a bit of gamesmanship. But... You look at the usage from week one, it looks like Schultz has a very specific role and he's going to get a bit more action than Blake Jarwin does. Maybe that changes is why I don't want to spend any money on him. But if I'm desperate for a tight end, I think you could do worse than uh, worse than him, that's for sure. Kicker is the same as last week. It's Ryan Suckup. He's 30% owned. Now, safe, reliable, he's accurate. He had five kicks on 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 Thursday night and he made all five. Okay. Four and extra points. Only one of them was a field goal, but he made all his kicks. That's all I want from a kicker. No dramas. He's going to make kicks seven points. It's never going to overly excite anyone, but you know what? That's going to put him in contention for top 12 every week. And I think he gets more opportunities this week when he plays the Falcons at home, given how bad they were against the Eagles and last up DST. And I'm going to pick someone who got an absolute shellacking last week or yesterday, and that's the Packers. They're 24.1% owned. They have Detroit in week two. And I know Detroit put up a load of points on the 49ers. A lot of it was garbage time. A lot of it, the game was done. There wasn't much to play for. 49ers definitely took their foots off the gas. 
and the and the lines were sort of the pressure just have melted from them and they just kind of went for it so at the end of the day um i they just don't lose two games in a row the packers very very often and i think this is the perfect game for them it's a rivalry game it's a division rivalry the fans are going to be up for it i think there's going to be a lot of um noise in that crowd and we know what jared goff's like when he's under pressure when he's got that noise and and jared goff is always always good for turning the ball over at least once which is yeah what i look for when i'm making these picks he has turned over the ball pretty much every game he's played in the last two years maybe there's one or two exceptions but there's not many he turned the ball over yesterday it's what jared goff does he turns over footballs through fumbles from interceptions he threw a pick six yesterday that's kind of what I'm banking on Jared Goff to be doing on Sunday so or Monday night football. So I'd be having the Packers all day long here. These are all my under 30% owned picks. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm trying to give you waiver wire picks that are live and relevant to your leagues. I don't want to be giving you players who are 50, 60% owned. What's the fun in that? You go on your waiver wire list and, and they're there. Um, just to remind you, this show is brought to you by Manscaped. I've got my Manscaped t-shirt on here. I'm showing them some extra love today. Uh, it's on this side. I'm not used to the, <laughs> the cameras just yet. Now, Manscaped are the best in below the men's uh, belt grooming. I've got my Lorma 4.0. I, you know, I keep going on about how much I use it and I love it. I, you know, I use mine once, twice a week at the moment um because i just like to have myself like nice and tidy under there and you know you get a really really close uh shave without it being too close uh i you know you don't get those cuts you don't get that those irritations in there there's no soreness it's just a really really good good product and well worth the money and you can get 20 percent off your lawnmower 4.0 in fact they do the pro performance package i definitely recommend that because it actually works out even cheaper you basically have to subscribe um, for a period of a month or two, but then basically you can cancel after the f- you've received all the products anyway, if you don't find them. But I think the products are great where you get like the lotions and uh, the deodorant and the foot powders. And there's some really, really good stuff. The boxes, which I absolutely love. They're brilliant. You know, you can get all of that package and you can get the code five yard in, you get an extra 20% off that which is phenomenal. And you, you end up paying even less for the, the, the trimmer and you can try all the products. And if you want to keep going with them, you just keep your subscription. And if you're not, you cancel them, but you still get to keep all the products. It's a really, really good uh, product. So go on the manscaped.com, uh, check out the pro performance package, use the code five yard for 20% off. Trust me, you will not regret it. That will do it for week one, uh, week two, waiver-wise. It's going quickly already. I hope you had a great week. I hope you got some Ws. Yes, there were some weird things going on with Zeke and Brandon Ayuk, and we're going to talk about that uh, on the show later with my guest. Just don't overreact. That's all I've got to say to you. Don't overreact. Let's just keep plowing along, and let's build these teams. Let's wait. Let's rule the waiver wire. Let's go ahead. Let's win together as a team. And let's bring home those ships. But till later, Rush Nation, don't forget. You can live a long, healthy life. 
if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforyoumc.org. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.